1: Hi everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Grecian's Gossip. Um, I'm joined here today by Jamie Hawkins, Hello. Ben Clark, Hello. David Byram, Hello. and we have uh, Ollie with, in, with us again as well. A um, few bits to cover, so I'll uh, we'll start with the game last night, the Carabao Cup, defeated Charlton Athletic. Um, I think everyone here in the room except me was at the game, but uh, David, we will start with you. What, uh, what did you make of it? Oh, I thought it was an
2: entertaining game, actually. I thought uh, City played quite well. They... Um you know they didn't see as much of the ball as they probably would have hoped. But uh, Charlton were, a, I mean, I when when Charlton and Adelaide were bringing their sort of kids, I wasn't expecting that sort of side. They were they were really good. They were really well drilled. They kept the ball really well. And to be honest, on the balance of play, you look at the amount of, amount of chances they had. Christian had to make a lot of saves, and the, uh, the amount of ball they had. I think they probably deserved to go through. Uh, but you know they certainly played well. They they sort of kept them at arm's length quite well and. Uh, yeah, you know, they created quite a few good chances themselves, and it was only really in the final seventy, minute, or final 70 minutes, <laughs> final uh, twenty minutes after after the seventy minute mark, where Charlton really sort of began to. They perhaps showed that that perhaps a bit of nerves by slowing the game down once they got ahead and that sort of thing. But no, there were definitely positive for City to take, and I think you know, I think there was was probably a tangible disappointment at full time because they were ahead, and the, the Charlton's first goal did come uh, from a slip. From Sweeney, and neither goal was was particularly well worked. They were just sort of just strokes of luck. Um, so you know they had the win in their grasp, and it just sort of slipped away. But you know, it was a good performance and in a cup game. When you're never going to get very far into the competition. That's probably what
1: what counts for more in the same season. Jamie, you were saying you were also impressed with Charlton, despite all of the changes. T one, do you think that was a fair result at the end of it? Um, yeah.
0: Disappointing result. I thought. Sort of similar to, to Saturday really, had quite a few chances, didn't really take them, I thought, um, you know, obviously there was a couple of goals ruled out, um, but you know, it, the attacking play was quite pleasing again to see, um, you know, Rube, Rube Reed up front, um, perhaps fairly, a little bit quieter um, in the first half, but um, you know, Macca Linden again, Lee Holmes I thought was, was excellent again, um, you know, scored a... A great goal um, so perhaps that's the only I guess it's kind of mixed feelings that you know it's good attacking play but yeah it was still perhaps not as as clinical as as we like um, you know but it was still it was a good performance you know it's at the end of the day was, we lost against a, a better team the higher league team um, despite you know okay it was their kids but you know they still played very well um, you know, it's it's a sort of game, it's a competition where the only sort of reward I think for us is playing a Premiership team, as we have done the last couple of years with Hull and Sunderland, and playing Liverpool previously as well. Um, so you know, at full time there wasn't you know many groans, it was applause I think for both sets of players, um, and you know it it follows what's been a, a good start from from the side so far, and. You know, hopefully we'll take that into Swindon on Saturday. Mm.
1: Well, we're having um, also a bit of discussion about the the red card in the game. I and mean, there seems to have been a little bit of debate, but the opinion in this room is fairly unanimous. Red card, Dan.
3: Uh, yeah, I think it's. You can sort of see he's, he's coming from behind. It's it's a strong it's a strong challenge, but it's it's not a fair challenge, and he's caught him with two feet. I and mean, it's the kind of challenge that referees been told to stamp out of the game and. If you, you know, if you dive in like that, you can only ever really get a red card. But, I mean, he wasn't the only player who should have gone last night. I mean, Jordan Tilson was very lucky to stay on the pitch. The challenge he did get booked for was arguably a worse challenge because he was high, it was stubs on around the shin area, and that's the kind of challenge you normally see a red card come out for. But, you know, it just seemed, I suppose, what would disappoint Exeter. Perhaps after the, the red card, there's still sort of ten minutes of the game to go, and actually, you by the end of the night, you know the end of stoppage time, you'd almost forgotten that Charton were down to ten men, so little did it actually show they just controlled the game as soon as that happened, you know killed the game off in in the corner I think almost the last ten minutes was played exclusively in that around that corner flag on the left hand side mm. where Charton were attacking, they just kept the ball there and Exeter had a man advantage, they were attacking the big bank, they were in the game and it just sort of went so flat the last 10 minutes, they just couldn't get the ball back, they couldn't win the ball back, and they, when they did, they couldn't hold on to the ball to even create that one big chance. You might hope to to grab, a equalise, and get it to extra time.
1: Mm. It's great to see when it's your own team, isn't it? Down down the player, and uh, yeah, dominating possession in the corner. But is that a bit of the nouse you were referring to, David, with Charlton? Yeah,
3: that know? sort
2: of thing. Just keep it in the corner, you know, strolling over to take a, a corner or a throw, and that sort of thing. And you know, fair, fair play to him. Every every team does it when they're when they're ahead uh, and uh, with with ten men. So. You know, it's, it's up to the opposition to get the ball
1: back, isn't it? Really. Mm. Do you think Jordan Tilson was lucky? Did he get away with that?
2: Um, I'm not 100 sure. I, I know the challenge Dan's speaking of, but it's mm. I I sort of just glanced up from my computer as, as it was happening, so I, I can't really can't really comment that much. <laughs> but um, you know, that did look like a rough challenge, and I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if it had been a red, but you know, he got away with it with a booking, I guess.
1: Mm. Jamie, Tilson
0: lucky. Um, I can't really remember it, to be honest, yeah. but oh, yeah. Yeah. there were a few... You were getting splinters. didn't realise yeah. Arsene Bangle was in there. Yeah. The yeah, yeah. Today. <laughs> there were a few rough challenges around. Yeah. yeah.
1: Ollie. Red um, card? Tilson?
4: I'm not sure. I didn't really see much of it. A bit like Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it all happened very quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might save judgment to somebody else. Sure, yeah,
1: okay. Um, we had a, a user question in from um, John Manning who, who asked, "Are you surprised by the uh, the lack of youngsters in the squad last night? Did that surprise you?"
4: Um, yeah, I think uh, we were talking about Jack Sparks on on Monday. I think he probably could have played last night. We saw Ethan Ampadu did did so well in the League Cup last season, and yeah, it would have been nice to see Jack Sparks, but. Um, obviously, Paul Tisdale decided to play Lee last night. We saw Ethan Ambadu did did so well in the League Cup last season, and yeah, it would have been nice to see Jack Sparks. But um, obviously, Paul Tisdale decided to play Lee Holmes there instead, who's more of a senior player. So um, perhaps he had his reasons. And well, we saw Charlton there. They had a, a you know many young players. That home Grant, the number eighteen, nineteen years old, he was he was terrific. So yeah, it would have been nice to see Sparks, but. There's another game for him, I'm sure, down the line.
1: Mm. What well, do you think the reasoning behind that was? Do you think it was after a bit of momentum of so early season? I yeah, think I think.
4: and that, and you know, Lee Holmes was—he didn't play on on Saturday, so getting back to full fitness and, and getting firing and competing for a place in the team.
1: Okay. We also saw um, a couple of disallowed uh, dislo- goals in that game. Um, uh, one of them was, I think, handball to do with uh, Reuben Ruben Reed. Um, Lee Holmes had a bit to say on it. We'll listen to his uh, his quotes now on the matter.
5: Well played tonight. Uh, what did you make of the game? Uh, I thought it was a good, uh, good competitive game. To be fair, um, I thought uh, I thought they they passed it around well. We contained them pretty, pretty well, and probably first half both both teams um, would have probably uh, probably gone in thinking that there was a few goals out there to be scored, um, and and then we we get the lead and probably a little bit, um, little bit. Of a, um, End to end game after that really. Um, well, but, but yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was a competitive game. And uh, did he mean that goal? I mean, it, it sort of seemed. You the know what uh, the manager's been saying for a long time now um, about hitting that, hitting that free kick to score. So that's what I was trying to do. Um, and and then if anyone nicks on the end of it, great. If uh, if I score, then great as well. So. Then uh, obviously there was that goal ruled out a few few moments later. I mean, yeah. what, what did he make of that? I thought it was a clear goal, to be honest. Um, I know Rube's obviously jumped um, as he jumped with his his arm, but I, I don't think it's uh, it made really much difference to to what what ended up. So um, I don't know. I thought it was a clear goal, but obviously um, the referee saw differently, and and uh, that was the end of it. And I guess in a tight game like that, moments like that are key, aren't they? Yeah, we you know two 0 I think you probably uh, probably be. Would have been the the game over, but um, same as you say, it's very far, fine margins, and especially when you're playing against um, uh, a team of their quality. You know, they're, they're going to be able to uh, to create chances, which they did. Um, and unfortunately, it's probably two uh, two I would say uh, say lucky goals, but um, two two goals that probably was uh was not their better play really, but that's that's just the way to go the go. Games go.
2: And uh, just looking ahead to, to Saturday, obviously you've got Swindon. You
5: looking forward to it? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, we're we're fired up for, for that game. Um, there's a lot on the line for it. Um, so you know, I think it's it's key now that we uh, we get recovery right and then um, and then go again Saturday. And uh, not really much of a
2: local derby, but there isn't that far between the two sides you Bit of an yeah, it's uh, one uh, of the closer ones. Yeah, <laughs>
5: exactly. Uh, sort of quite early in the, on in the season for that. I mean, does, does that add something to the game? You feel? I think uh, you know every every close uh, close opponent you know adds a little bit to the game. But uh, we'll be focused on on bringing the three points back and and making sure that we're uh, we're at our best. And I guess you can go into it on the back of two good performances as well. Yeah, um, a lot of, a lot of good chances created. I thought obviously Saturday we we played really well, uh, created a lot of good chances, and I think tonight we. We created some clear-cut chances, which is which is nice. Um, created some clear-cut chances, which is which is nice um, for the team to know that we're uh, we're creating good chances. And also, I think we was uh, we defended really well tonight. Um, you know, bodies on the line. Christie made some great saves, um, and it's just uh, just a shame that uh, that we couldn't hold on.
1: So that was Lee Holmes talking about the um, disallowed goals. And David, what do you make of them? As, what do you think?
2: Um, difficult to say with the Reuben Reid one because that was at uh, the other end to me and it was sort of a bit of a, a, a melee in the box from across. Um, but I'm, the, the Troy Brown goal, I didn't see anything wrong with that at all. I don't know about anyone, say so it was very very soft if it was a push or anything like that. You know, it's, I think if that, if that had been the other way and it had been in City's box and Troy Brown was defending, it wouldn't have been a penalty. So I think, you know... I think referees got to be a bit
3: more
1: consistent with that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Jamie? or Dan, I suppose on the,
3: the Troy Brown thing, the thing that makes you think perhaps he did push him was there was no yeah. argument, yeah. no contention from any of the City players. The whistle went and they all just ran straight back to the halfway line, which makes you think perhaps Troy Brown knows he fouled in there. And yeah, it might have been very soft but, and not much, but zero argument from anyone suggests. He knows he probably did foul in there. I mean, the second the second disallow, I think we're still not entirely sure what it was disallowed for. I mean, I know I think Lee Holmes is in his quotes there saying that he would uh, we jumped with his arm, but the linesman the linesman was tugging his shirt when he, when he was waving his flag, which suggests he thinks it was the linesman gave it for a shirt pull. I mean, I know a couple of people thought there was an offside in there as I well, think it but was handball. But Paul yeah, was one we said face match that he it. he'd been told it was handball. But, but why? Mm-hmm. The, makes begs the question: why the Lions was <laughs> pulling his shirt rather than
1: tucking himself th- in? Well, <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as indicating
3: why that was. Well, I think if, if yeah. this, particularly the second one, if that is allowed, it's two nil. That probably kills the game off chart and don't come back. And I mean, it's a bit of a you know disappointing that you. you got The ball in the back of the net, you've got the second goal. It's a little bit of a soft decision, and it just from that moment on, it almost was all Charlton Though for mm. me, the key moment though, it wasn't that disallowed
2: goal that came a few minutes later when Liam McElendon ran clean yeah. for mm. it and just had his shot just saved score. by the keeper. Yeah. If he'd have scored that, then that would have been going away as mm. well. I think you can sort of talk about City being unlucky with the disallowed goals, but when you get chances like that and you're not putting them away, you can't really team team to the
1: goals I do Will that be a concern that they created chances in both matches so far this season and um, perhaps haven't been as ruthless as they should have been? Jamie?
0: Yeah as I said earlier, you know, on Saturday quit created a few chances and you know, didn't didn't take them. Um, you know, you'd like to think if someone like Ollie Watkins was, <laughs> was still playing they might have taken because you know, I think obviously Maca Linden didn't really he did play quite a bit last season but largely from the bench um, obviously Reed. you know he's um, perhaps still getting You know, used to the, the, the system and obviously he's You know, trimmed a bit in, over the summer but um, you know you, you do look at those because last night on Saturday you go 1-0 up you don't take a chance you think it's going to be a matter of time before you know, the opposition um, turned the game around, which Charlton did and, and Cambridge didn't. Um, so it's slightly concerning, um, but I'm sure that's something that Tisdale and, and the players will be working on in, in training to, to be more clinical.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, looking ahead, it's uh, Swindon this weekend. Um, Lee Hems will come up against his um, his old side. Um, David, can you see many changes from the team on Tuesday? Um,
2: I think the one. Well, fr- from Tuesday, Wheeler will probably come back in. Uh but I think it's a it's a case as he's come back in for McAlinden or, or Lee Holmes and I think the way Lee Holmes played on uh, on uh, Tuesday tonight, I think it's gotta be McAlinden who drops drops out because that's two games in a row now, he's you know, he's not played badly, he's played well and he's got involved, but he's he's missed a few chances and you, you think if Lee Holmes was in that position he might he probably would have got got on the end of those and uh, got goals from them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Homes has probably got the better end product at this, at this stage, and you know, hypothetically, if you go behind, Matthew is the sort of player you want on the bench. You can come on when the game's a bit stretched and and sort of tired and sort of run up the opposition, which was all he did by the last season. Um, other than that, I think uh, Jordan Morther will come back in for for Troy Henville, who who obviously had a good game, but is probably still trying to find full fitness. And uh, Craig Woodman back in for, for Luke Krull and. Those are the those are the sort of three changes I can see, but um, maybe Ryan Harley will come back in. But I'm I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure who he'd come in for because I think
4: Jordan Tilson's done really well in the team games. Oliver, yeah.
1: well, you were uh, nodding your head. You agree with that? Yeah,
4: I think uh, McAlinden he, he tends to go missing slightly on that uh, left hand side, and Lee Holmes a bit more direct. And uh, against Swindon, they are you know away from home. They do like to keep the ball, so you know. I don't think Magalinden will see the ball much at the uh, County Ground on Saturday. So yeah, I'd like to see Lee Holmes in, and uh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Well, I mean, Paul Tisdale, um, David, you spoke to him. Uh, so let's have a listen to what he says about the uh, the game coming up this weekend.
6: Um, I think they'll be. i very really well aware of us. I don't think I don't think they'll take us lightly. And I don't think we should. I don't, I don't think we should. Um, Know, under undervalue ourselves against them either. I think I think we'll treat them with respect. I'm sure they'll treat us with respect, and then give each other a really good game. I uh, I really don't think there'll be a either team um will be on the back foot in terms of their expectations for the game. Um, I certainly I'm certainly not you know just going to turn up and assume we're going to give you know have there results. We're going to have to earn it, but a very different game to the Cambridge game and you know we we'll need to we need to do what we think is required to get the result and their team has come down they've been up between League 1 and League 2 a number of times over the last 10 years they've been you know so they have experienced League 2 recent years as well
1: That was uh, Paul Tisdale there now we've had um, another question in um one of you says, uh, "After seeing the first two games, what is our weakness? Star performers so far, and in, my, in his opinion, it's James and Sweeney have been brilliant." So, um, Dan, I'll ask you first of all: seeing the first two games, any weaknesses that stand out?
3: Um, if you well, I suppose the first thing you, you might think that they've had enough chances in both games to score three or four goals in both of them, and the two goals we've got this season have been a rebound from a penalty that was a a poor penalty in the first place and a free kick from 40 yards that no matter what he holds about him meaning meaning that, I don't think any of us actually believe him and that's, you know, 180 minutes of football at home and the two goals have come from fluky set pieces, so to speak, and that's possibly a bit of a concern, a lack of a clinical finisher going forward. I don't know, it's early in the season, but that's, you know, Something you might, you know, if it keeps happening, you know, you look at that side and you sort of think, who actually, you know, is going to get those 20 plus goals that Ollie Watkins got last season? You know, that's, that's a lot of goals taken out of the side that are going to have to be added. There's not, there hasn't been a new signing, so it's not like a new signing is going to get them, so it's got to be shared amongst the existing players. And I mean, they created the chances for the first two games, but just haven't. Taken them. I suppose, you know, I know, you know defensively, I mean, they're really good against Cambridge on Saturday, but um, Tuesday night, um, Pierce Sweeney, I think, struggled a little bit at right back um, against Carlin Herne Grant, who was a, was a fantastic talent and really ran the show for, for Charlton, but it was a little bit easy. Some of the, you know, the times it just was knocking the ball past him and just doing him the pace easily. And you look at that back four for Exeter Woodman. More Taylor Brown Sweeney. There isn't really any pace in that back four, which against a lot of teams could be a bit of a problem because you almost feel you're going to have to sit just that little bit deeper than you perhaps would have liked because you, know, you haven't got anyone who's going to ball over the top, able to get back and cover, which again, you know again might mean that the strikers are a little bit you know bit isolated, the you know pitch will be. Know, rather than all within 30-40 yards of the players, it might be a bit stretched out further, and that'll isolate the strikers even more. But I mean, there's a lot to worry about at this stage. But you know, you kind of see a little chinks in the armour that might suggest, you know, something needs to be worked on or throughout the season to to improve. Mm-hmm.
1: Jamie, what do you make about um, Lloyd James and um, Clare Sweeney? Their no pointers so far.
0: I think they've been solid. I think Sweeney, you know, obviously he's playing at right back um, a lot more this season after, you know, Jack Stacey last season. I think going forward, he's perhaps not as great yet, Um, but defensively he's been very, very good. Um, Just remember last night, he made a brilliant slide tackle in the first half. where He he seemed to slide for ages through the, the area, but got the ball well. Um, so he's quite solid at the back, he gets stuck in as well. Um uh, just perhaps maybe his his attack needs working on. Lloyd James has been fairly solid. Um I like he's got forward a lot more this season, I think last season. I think he was perhaps criticised for you know perhaps being too negative sideways or backwards. Um but you know this season he's he's got forward a lot, he's taken he's had a lot of shots as well. Um I think perhaps with the partnership with Tilson, with Tilson being the the hole in midfielder, he has to push forward more, whereas last season with Harley it was perhaps the other way around. Um, So I think they've both been pretty solid so far and um, hopefully there's still the best of them to come. Mm
1: -hmm. David, I'll address the uh, final point to you. Um, Another question is, uh, are you disappointed that Tyler Harvey seems like he's not going to sign? Could he be the number 31 signing? Any news on that at all?
2: Um... There's no, no real news, um, I mean I spoke to Corses on Monday, he's he's sort of expected to be all sorted one way or the other this week, he didn't give any hints which way, but there's been no news about him, him leaving or him signing or anything like that, uh, I don't think he'll be the 1931 player, but um, I can't really comment on whether I'm disappointed because I never actually saw him play, <laughs> I think I might have seen him play for about five minutes at Dorchester, but uh, you know, he's not really stood out in, in anything I've seen, if I have seen him play to be honest. But um, it's probably not really an area that City need to strengthen too much. So, you know, if they've got the budget, they might need to spend it elsewhere. But at the same time, he's sort of been around for this long now, and it's the start of the season. You think Portis might see something in him. So, you know, I guess we'll just have to wait and see.
1: Any idea what it could be hinging on at all? No, to be (laughs) honest, I
2: think, you know, it could come down to injuries. Portis might be keeping him around and... Yeah,
4: if someone gets injured, then he could always say, "Right, here's a contract." I saw Harvey play at, uh, at Taunton in the friendly. He scored a good goal from a corner, yeah. and he's a bit, he's a bit of a shorter player. Can play him behind in the, the cam position, a bit like Ollie Watkins. So he might be a useful addition if he does.
1: If Tisdale does mm-hmm. decide to bring him in. Do you think that's an area where City potentially slightly fill on the ground?
3: Possibly, because you looked at,
1: especially you looked at the bench last night when they
3: were, when they were chasing the game, and it was. Well, they, they, a little and large strike force of Ryan Brunt and Matt Jay who came on I mean Ryan Brunt it looks like a big physical presence he held the ball up quite well when he came on yesterday but looks a little bit short sure of match fitness and I think we're probably a few months away from really seeing the best of him. Matt Jay has been around the club for three or four years now and still really waiting for that standout kind of performance from him and you sort of think, well, who else? Well, there's Robbie Simpson, who again is coming back from injuries, and last season didn't really, you know, didn't you know, score the goals that you'd have hoped for him. And you sort of looking—he scored a goal, a goal, <laughs> and it was from one yard. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you you sort of looking, well, who else could play in that sort of number ten attacking midfielder kind of position? And you sort of draw a blank, really, as to who else there is. And that's, you know. Potentially the, the kind of player Tyler Harvey could play in that role. Um you kind of feel that if Paul Tisdale really rated him as the answer, he'd have signed by now, he'd have found a way, found the budget somehow to get him to put pen to paper, so maybe he still has doubts about him. But you kind of feel perhaps extra like a little bit light in that kind of position with because Ollie Watkins is gone and haven't really signed a replacement for him, so that might be something to keep an eye out. I suppose loan, de- loan deals, transfer deadline day, looking at to see who is around that might be an addition that City fans would like to see someone who can play in that position sign for the club.
1: Yeah, Jamie, thoughts?
0: Um, yeah, you've got to think like if he hasn't signed now, why hasn't he? Mm. Um, you know, as i seen enough of them. Uh, like Oli said, I've looked alright at Taunton. I mean, it's pre-season friendly and no disrespect to Taunton, but, you know. Um, you know, have got quite a few options um, up front. You know, obviously, perhaps Tissot's going for this 4 3 or four-five-one system with just the solitary striker uh, with Ruben Reid, who you think is going to lead the line for, for most games this season. Um, so, yeah... Do wonder what's going on, really? <laughs> it's been it's been a while now. Um, yeah, like David said, perhaps he's waiting to, to see him as a as a backup. Um, you know, I guess it perhaps depends on Tyler Harvey is he patient enough to be waiting for, for a contract, or you know, is is anyone else gonna come in for him? But um, you know, if it's just to, to sign a backup, do we actually need it? Probably not, with you know, with Ryan Brunt and Robbie Simpson coming back. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one at the moment, but you've got to think it's there'll be a decision made in the next few days.
1: All right, let's keep, uh, keep our eyes peeled and see what happens. Well, that's everything from us this week. Thanks very much for joining us, and I uh, hope will be on next week for the next edition of Grecian's Gossip.
0: Bewust bezig zijn met je mobiel? Dat kan al voor 20,50 per maand met de Huawei P20 Lite. Nu met 300 minuten of
6: sms'jes en 1000 MB 4G internet. Kijk op ben.nl. Let op. Geld plenen kost geld.